after several months of forgetting to podcast. Has it really been several months? I don't, I don't even know anymore. I've lost all perception of time and reality. And uh, uh, quite frankly, I want to cry. <laughs> this is Josh, that's Ryan, and this is the Raging Robot Party Cast. We live in hell. How you been, Ryan? Uh, I mean, not bad. At work, cleaning carts, counting people in and out of the store. Cleaning carts. I'll drink to that. Yeah. It is very fascinating and interesting. That's okay. We're drinking Orion Premium Draft Beer from Okinawa, Japan today. I usually drink Sapporo, but they didn't have the giant tall cans like I usually like, so we're trying this, and it's all right. My mic might fall off to its death. Okay, seems like it's okay. <laughs> uh, well, one of the things I've been up to, I'm sure i probably come across this in the Yakuza game. Oh, yes. You were still playing Yakuza the last time we recorded, but it's not like there isn't like 400 of those games. Yeah, and they each take 60 hours yeah. to beat. Now, uh... Technically, I got up to Yakuza 5. I got to the very end of Yakuza 5. Like, I think I'm one or two missions off of finishing it entirely. And I paused because my friend got me into a Call of Duty Warzone. How's that going? Because I didn't even know that was a separate game from regular. <laughs> Neither did I, in all honesty, because my friend begged me and begged me and begged me to play, to buy Call of Duty until I eventually did. So we had multiplayer all along. <laughs> and then just, we started doing Warzone right after Warzone became free. And I'm like, well, what's the point of spending the 45 bucks at Redbox? <laughs> yeah. But uh, back when Redbox blitzed all their games out. If you were with us before the official recording started, we were discussing the fact that our Fred Durst button might be broken. Um, well, no, the Fred Dust Burt, the Fred Durst button works. The Fred Dust. Yes. <laughs> That's his alter ego. That's the one that made the movie. He's a cowboy. <laughs> He's the Hollywood director that made Maniac. Keep on rolling through town, button. Did you ever look up the end? Everything about the movie. No. I I mean, it might be okay. It's not. Oh, okay. I can believe that, too. Do you bet there's a five-minute scene in the film of where the main character goes, let me show you the good stuff, and then puts on Limp Biscuit? That's amazing. Because <laughs> there is. Because he's talking to his son. It's like, let me shake you back to the good old days and throws in a Limp Biscuit track. <laughs> what song, please? <laughs> I forget what song it is. That's important. Let me see if I can look it up what song look. it is. Limp Biscuit is not a good band, but they do have some fucking bops. <laughs> they do. Uh, I've largely just been working from home, trying to stay awake, uh, trying to homeschool a child in the process, and um, trying to maintain my sanity. Uh, like you mentioned way early in when we first began recording, I now also am taking CBD for high anxiety, and it's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was doing it prior. I do have uh, melatonin CBD gummies, Charlotte's Web CBD melatonin gummies for sleep, which I only use during thunderstorms to put myself into a coma, and then I do have a thousand gram. Dog blanket. Yeah. Oh no, I have one. <laughs> I have a weighted blanket. The issue is just a thing. That rules. Is twenty five pounds, and the one I the one I in particular bought is basically a space blanket because no heat whatsoever. Okay. I have two fans on full tilt in the middle of December when it's thirty one degrees out for the two days that'll happen in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> and yep, they are just there. Let's see. <laughs> there you are. Okay, I'm about to hear this right now. Do you like the little limp biscuit? I can't hear it. Yeah, I'm about to say I put the volume low. Is this? Yeah, 
I don't even know the song. I know this is bad audio. It may be. The first one that popped up was The Truth, so I don't know. I don't even think that was a Biscuit song. How would he not have the rights to his own music? Who knows? I mean, play play Counterfeit. That song slaps hard. <laughs> but yeah, just... Oh, the ending. I've never watched it, but I watched... Uh... A reviewer that I follow, Chris Stuckman. I watched him do a hilariosity review, which is where he reviews bad movies of it. Okay. And he was the only one in the theater, and so he just outright <laughs> bootlegged uh, scenes from the film on his phone recording because he gave zero craps about. As well, at that point. Oh, the ending! I could spoil it, but <laughs> just do it. Nobody's going to watch this movie. It is with like. The whole entire thing is he's obsessed with an actor, so John Travolta pretends to kill himself in front of the actor to John prove Travolta how... Travolta is in this movie? Yeah. John Travolta's the main character. Okay. <laughs> I think he's meant to be playing an autistic person, but essentially, think of mind. the most offensive autistic person traits, and John Travolta just took every single one of those and just went, okay. All right. <laughs> and so that's his character. Then in the end, that's what he does, and so eventually the guy gets back... At John Travolta, convinces him to like let him go, so he gets a shotgun, like blows off several John Travolta's fingers, then like gets a knife and stabs his eye. Inspired by the Limp Biscuit song "Shotgun," of course. Probably. Everybody jumps at the sound, the sound of, of a shotgun. shotgun. That sounds terrible. <laughs> stabs out his eye, shoves him down a flight of stairs. Right as he's about to kill him, holding the shotgun. Uh. He just has a change of heart, and as John Travolta is just sitting there crying on the floor, he just picks him up and just lets him and shoves him out the door. <laughs> and then, uh, that, uh, he like the one one like good scene in the whole entire film is he's wandering down the scene all bloodied and beat up, and people just think he's part of Hollywood Boulevard, and he actually stops to take pictures with people and smiles for them. That famous Hollywood Boulevard bloody guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eventually, one of his old paparazzi friends finds him, and then John Travolta, earlier in the film, had threw a housemate over that cracked her head and died, mm-hmm. and they arrest the actor for that, and that's how the film ends. Okay, that sounds terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I'd maybe uh, three out of ten, watch at your own risk. I was about to say, I mean, <laughs> I'm just curious, because Fred Durst supposedly based it off of his own life and interactions he's had with fanatic fans i'm like yeah. i mean i know fred durst is a pretty good porn director so well my question is just is like did you just do this to make people think that you had fanatic fans like there's a joke in gta 5 know, where it's where legitimately stopped touring the u.s because they were aware that no one in the u.s wanted to hear them any longer. <laughs> and that's an exact quote ah but woodstock too Apparently not as bad as it's led to believe, but apparently still really bad. It was just one of those days. <laughs> but yeah. As I bumped the table noisily. Well, um, what was the quote that I guess, I don't know who, I know the super best friend cast talked about it once where someone was saying that the peak of white humanity is in Woodstock 2 when he sings Break Some, or break some shit or something what's the something yeah break something and the drop in yeah the drop in the middle of break stuff at woodstock 2 was the peak of white humanity (laughs) stuff got broken (laughs) and they immediately had to come back on stage and go please don't actually break anything (laughs) asterisk don't don't i'm just so used to uh forgive me the vine Disrespect your surroundings, which used to be a super popular vine. <laughs> There's like two I said. Dreamcasts in the world that I want. I want, well, three. I want a new one, new fresh out of the box. I want the Hello Kitty blueberry flavor one. And I want a Fred Durst signed one. 
He never did get back to you about what his favorite Dreamcast game is, did he? No, that fucking dick. <laughs> you tweeted at him. I need to do it again. I'll do it right now. All right. Let's see if we get a response. Bad audio on the Partycast as we DM Fred Durst. Um, Fred Durst, whose account is literally all station wagons. I don't know why we're so Fred Durst focused today. Um, there's a uh, pandemic going on still. So be careful. Don't lick doorknobs. Stay off Tinder. Um, there's a big old protest going on, which is awesome. Give them hell. I uh, love the fact that this is happening and so much unity out there right now. You love to see it. Um, been spicy tweeting at the president since last night, telling him to open the gates. So, uh, <laughs> go on, let them in, see what happens. But anyway, um, you wanted to let the people into Michigan to have them talk to the people. So, you know, why can't you do the same? So we contacted Fred Durst March 29th, 2019. So we missed the anniversary. So I'm about to say, we still want to know what your favorite Dreamcast game, game is. is. And allow us to pause for a second. And unpause. We came back, nothing happened. Maybe a random food delivery driver, because I always order food. But, you know, it's... <laughs> it is assumed you were going to order food. Dude. <laughs> well, no, just maybe one of my neighbors stayed there. They're just like, yeah, I always go to this house. Must be this kid. Oh, nope. <laughs> I, I got nothing. I bought so many figures, it's embarrassing. <laughs> Since quarantine began, I've gotten... I don't even want to think about how many. <laughs> I've still got stuff stuck in Japan that's not going to make it over here till who knows when. Um, yeah, good times. I do have your yellow lightning. Ah, yes. Over there. Good old Trini Kwan. I'm looking forward to opening that. Well, surprise, it's larger than what you normally go for. Yeah, I got into Six Sense figures because I played myself and <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'll just get this figure arts. I probably won't spark anything. And I was like, Oh, this is really nice. Oh, I should get another. Oh, I should get another. Oh, I should get comparable things. Well, now I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Soon enough you'll be back on classic G.I. Joe's again. Nah. Those were, I thought those were too big, even at the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> now I go back there, look, like I said, being at a box store, I guess we recently renewed our contract with Bandai Toys or something, because we have Gunpla back in my store now. We have yeah, trying. <laughs> Baby Godzilla Toys. Those have been there for a little bit, because I think NECA brings those over to you. Okay, and then uh, we got a few Dragon Ball figures back in. You guys had Dragon Ball figures back, like, two Decembers ago, and then all of a sudden, nope. Well, yeah, <laughs> um, was it when one of the Super Movie was coming out? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we carried seasonal Dragon Ball figures for the Super Movie and then discounted them all out. Yeah. Dragon Star figures are not good, so. <laughs> well, as you said, we have Gachibon prize toys, too. But... Yeah. I've been noticing those, but... I like things that move. I have been playing uh, Toriba every day. I should probably play that today while I'm here. Because it's that Japanese claw machine. They can't even ship you your prize right now. But it doesn't matter because you're not going to win it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a ritual I started. Is I'll just do a free play every day and see what happens. And so far, nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the games in Yakuza is, of course, the claw machine. So you got pretty good at that in Yakuza 3. Uh, I don't think... You don't have to do it in Yakuza 4. I accidentally beat the shooter game in Yakuza 4. Nice. Just because you had to play it to get the armor that makes you nearly invincible when you're in rage mode. Nice. Yeah. Always or when you're in heat mode. The rage armor. And, like I said, or in Yakuza 4, in Yakuza 5, I have a bunch of random stuff. Yeah. I've been trying to learn 
or I still need to get better at playing as the baseball player. Oh, I forgot about that guy. Yeah. <laughs> His special skill is that he tackles somebody in the middle of the combo. And I'm like, you have to hit a button quick enough. But yeah, it's funny how much a Yakuza 5 literally stops to just go, baseball's awesome. <laughs> Y'all should really be into baseball because watch these two baseball players essentially have an argument about baseball that somehow accidentally evolves a Japanese mafia. Baseball's big over there. That it is. I I finally sent it to one of my friends. I sent one of the scenes of Yakuza. And I just think his one I just love his love response is wow, there's a lot of male nudity in Yakuza. And I'm like Yep. It is heavy on fan service, surprisingly. <laughs> but you know what? Equal opportunity. It's fair. I was about to say, <laughs> to give a credit, I don't think we've ever had female fan service unless you go to the bikini dancing bar. Yeah. Which you had to do to also get part of that armor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, we've had DOA games forever. Throw the ladies a bone. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but what about DOA volleyball games? Yakuza baseball games, but like everybody's just in sweatpants. I mean, it's still surprising that he hasn't shown up in Tekken. Yeah, kind of is. But I guess maybe because he'd just be a. What's the main guy? Law? Oh, yeah, Martial Law. Martial Law. I guess he'd be just a Martial Law ripoff, and maybe they don't want to. I don't know which sure. came first, but. Oh, yeah, so one of the things I did do since last time, I don't think I had mentioned it, was Sonic Movie. <laughs> that was supposed to have been our next episode. So, yeah. I guess it still can be right now, because that's when the world stopped, <laughs> shortly after that movie came yeah. out. Uh, Adam Sandler actually has a quote about it being, you know, I love the film so much that I called Jim in the middle of, at the very end, as soon as I while I was still in the theater telling him how good of a job he did, little did I know that was going to be the last film I get to see in theaters. Yeah, that was the last one I saw, too. I've seen one since because we went to a drive-in, but yeah. Um, I mean, here in Texas, they are allowed to reopen, and one of the places was doing $2 movie theater tickets. It's just a question of, do you want to chance it? And also, what, what are they giving for? Yeah, I was about to say, I don't know what movie's in. It's a question of, yeah, do you care about movie theater popcorn and... Just start showing sweeted movies like in Be Kind Rewinds. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Black Widow with a $2 budget. That um, one got pushed back. Yeah. I believe Wonder Woman did as well. And Ghostbusters. And all the stuff is still coming out. Yeah. So that stuff's either going to languish on shelves, get sold, and not be on shelves by the time the movie comes out, or... So did you see uh, Paul Feig talk about, I guess there's a director's cut of Ghostbusters? Uh-uh. Of the female-led one? No, I did not. Yeah, there's that, and then Goyer has his director's cut of uh, Suicide Squad. I mean... He still insists that that film got ruined. It, uh, I can believe it. That I that film got left on the cutting room floor. I've seen some decent David Goyer films, but I don't believe that was one of them. <laughs> Again, like, there are that. Snyder films I do like. I do actually really like Guardians of Kaul, though I know people don't like that one. Oh, yeah, I forgot that was even him. I do actually like 300. I consider Sucker Punch to be one of the worst. of its time so hard. <laughs> it is. I consider Sucker Punch to be one of the worst films ever made, but... Yeah. The generation of douchebags at 300 inspired <laughs> yeah i mean i guess since it helped popularize crossfit i guess you could say that but yeah um wasn't 300 written by what's his face frank miller yeah okay i knew it was either frank miller or mark miller no relation but yeah well no that's the big thing <laughs> is when he later got control of justice league guess who's batman ben affleck's more or less playing yeah he's playing miller's batman just way subdued because obviously you can't have batman murdering cops spicy take but frank miller's not good (laughs) (laughs) he did what he had to do for 
to help create and save superhero comics but beyond that yeah once we get past 90s and that sort of thing is as i've said i still consider killing joke one of my top with alan moore but yeah it's one of these oh right edgy batman i really don't need anymore yeah i like it as a moment in time but the killing joke has not withstood yeah time for me like i said the one bad day concept is awesome but everything else beyond that also the fact that he looks like morrissey throughout that whole book is weird yeah morrissey also a huge villain turns out uh <laughs> well i mean uh i haven't even really played any good games i bought um the first Common Rider Bachelorette War, but it's just a Dynasty Warriors game, basically, so you know exactly what you're doing. Um, it's cool to, like, change forms in the middle of combat and everything, and there's literally just a button to summon your motorcycle. <laughs> Some of the animations for that are hilarious. Is it translated or no? Uh, no, but the menus are super easy, and worst case, you can do Google Translate on your phone and just hold it up to the screen. Yeah. What about I say? Also, it's not like, go over here. Is that really that hard to understand? Yeah. Um, there's some manner of plot going on, but I can't comprehend it, and I can't read the subtitles with the translator that fast. How many uh, Gundam dynasties did we get? Four. Four? Three got physical releases, and the fourth was uh, download only. Yeah, yeah, I remember that was one of the first times we hung out at during the pizza delivery days. It's just yeah. us hanging out playing a Gundam Dynasty game when I accidentally got stuck in three. Yeah. Probably three. Three was fun, even though it uh, changed up the formula. It looked the best, though. Yeah. Hanging out, doing that, watching Fist of the North Star. Fist of the North Star is a fine film. <laughs> Not the live-action one. <laughs> Still curious that it's one of the, like, top 20 franchises in the world. It's got some staying power. That it does. There is the actual Yakuza game. Well, no. Yeah. No, yeah, it's Yakuza Studio, isn't it? It's, it's definitely made by them, and it's just a Yakuza reskin. <laughs> With Fist of the North Star. Yeah, I really want to play that. Which it's... I'm curious to see how uh, 7 does. Because Xbox has taken a shot at trying to move into the Japanese market with an old game, I guess. Really? Yeah. Because 7 is a launch title for the Xbox One X, or whatever uh, the next Xbox is. Xbox XX. <laughs> the I Xbox XN XX. Yeah. It's a porn aggregator now, too. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I don't really think I've played any other games. I've apparently lost several game discs, and I don't know how. I've just got empty cases now, and I'm like, there's no reason or excuse for these to be gone. Where did they go? <laughs> I have a Captain America Winter Soldier up there, and I think I've stepped on it several times. I'm like, I'm afraid to open at this point in time. <laughs> and that's the best one, too. Ah, Disney Plus is around. Yeah, that's true. Not like Disney will ever be taken down. Uh, you were saying that you may end up with HBO Max, right? I should. The only problem right now is it's for some reason not supporting Roku. So I have nothing that will play it. You're good. Uh, Fire Stick doesn't support YouTube TV. Uh, it was a huge deal that they have. Fire Stick either. YouTube right now. I think all they're on is Apple TV and smart devices like your phone. Um... But yeah, I need to figure out what our login for that is, because I assumed if it was on Roku, it would just identify it by the home network. Because with um, when I tried to get back on Hulu, it didn't need to uh, log into our um, AT&T info. It just went like, oh, yep, here you are, okay. Uh, <laughs> I had it for like one day, and whatever we were looking for wasn't there, and I just immediately unsubscribed again. <laughs> Did they ever tell you what happened with uh, at work? Mm -mm. So they cut our cable prescription in the break room for subscription, but in its place, they gave us Hulu and Netflix. Okay. <laughs> and Disney Plus. That's way more dangerous. But what they forget is that 
Hulu and Netflix are blocked as banned websites on our internet service. <laughs> so we only have access to the Roku channels. Uh, people install random ones on there, and then, uh, yeah, Disney Plus. So yeah, I was complaining because people kept you end up with the same films on loop. So I've watched like the endings of Guardians Galaxy two like three or four different times now. Every time I would come into work, I would just put on Good Burger, no matter what. <laughs> That's my strategy. I was for a while just picking the most obscure ones I could pick. I think I threw on Luck of the Irish, which is a Disney Channel original. I think I threw on uh, Tall Tales. I I can't remember whether or not I did Can of Worms, which is the weirdest Disney Channel film you would have ever seen. I don't even know any of these, to be honest with you. Hence the reason I was throwing them on in the break room. Because <laughs> it was just my goal to find the most obscure Disney ones I could find and put it on. They need to have like all the old weird movies that they would show during the ABC Saturday mornings. Like Ralph the Motorcycle Mouse. That's a deep cut. <laughs> no, they do. They have a... Uh, I forget what it's called. There's one that... They have like two or three different ones that were failed pilots. That they just recut into Saturday morning ABC films. <laughs> no one wants a full series of this. <laughs> There's a, yeah, really weird alien one. Did you know uh, that there was a sort of TV sequel to The Warriors? Was there? <laughs> yeah. There was a TV series called The Renegades, and it was about, like, a street gang, but it had none of the actual cast from The Warriors, and they were, like, police-sponsored to fight crime and one of the police people was the dad from that 70s show <laughs> aka uh the guy from robocop he well he also did some voice acting too true but yeah um that existed he's in the most obscure dc animated property ever made which one project zeta i remember that <laughs> it was the last one i think they made before it got rebooted with like justice league unlimited and things like that that was a good show did you ever watch the finish, quote unquote, of the Batman Beyond in that? I think so. It's been forever if I have. It's like not bad. Years ago. It has some of the coolest moments in it, but it also has one of the stupidest moments you would have ever seen. I don't remember, so what happens? <laughs> Amanda Waller, like, it turns out that Terry was cloned. Oh, yeah. And Amanda Waller's idea was to recreate Batman perfectly and so she hired an assassin to kill terry's parents in front of him it's like do you know the odds of someone becoming batman based off of that's all you gotta do is just kill some parents parents, yeah murder kids parents in front of them it's like child minus parents equals batman Batman, apparently (laughs) What would you would have done if he would have become just a murder psychopath or just a, a become Mad Stan, a civil a civil rights activist instead? Mad Stan was my favorite Batman Beyond character. You yeah, remember him? I think so. He was the one voiced by Henry Rollins that was just like a crazy anarchist bomber guy. Yeah, yeah, that ruled. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Uh, Arkham City, I think the second game has Anarchist, who is an actual Batman villain. And oh, he's, Anarchy? Yeah, Anarchy. Yeah. Where he's a 15-year-old kid. Yep, I remember him. But it's funny, because you can actually... There's like 20 minutes of extra dialogue if you go back and talk to him. Of him realizing the error in his ways while he's tied up after Batman took him down. <laughs> and like, if you sit down and listen to it, it's actually a super interesting 20 minutes of him just... Talking, being like, I realize the air in my ways. Look, I may have been a bit extreme, but I'm not wrong here. <laughs> and it's like him going on and on and talking about it. Probably if, had a good point. Yeah, I about to say, if you ever have <laughs> an extra 20 minutes and you want to spend your time looking up Batman Beyond. or yeah. I always have time for Batman Beyond. I'm going to grab another novel. 
All right. Do some reading. Say it for me. <laughs> uh, you never know. Try to think. Okay. I've watched what was started as a ghost or as a novel with Ghost Hunter that became an anime. Ghost Hunter? Yeah, it's like Ghost Hunter, Ghost Hunter. It's not a great one. Though I did see it pop up on a list of, like, great horror animes. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> it has quite possibly one of the worst. I don't know whether or not she's a Mary Sue. It's possible. I think it's Mary Sue. Like, I'm trying to remember the term, but essentially, like, she gets taught a basic spell. And then goes, I'm going to go take down the big bad guy with the basic spell I was taught. And then predictably has to get saved. I was hoping that you were going to say, and she does it. <laughs> no. Story. <laughs> um, I remember when I was in anime club in high school, because <laughs> I was the coolest, clearly. Um, we would have contests every now and then run by our hosts, and the only time I ever won... I got this manga called Legal Drug, which was um, basically like soft yelly. Yeah. <laughs> like it didn't really have sex in it, but it was just boy love, basically, like two dudes. And I was like, this is weird, but I just read it and I was like, the story's actually all right. So I just finished oh, so it. Oh, your... <laughs> so it's Yuri on Ice. And... No. Pretty much, yeah. I guess it would be comparable to a Yuri on Ice experience. Or Ein Host Club. I'm about to say, I can't say much as I consider. Club? Yeah, Host Club, one of my favorite animes, if not favorite, just pieces of media at all time. Yeah. I'm about to show you one of my favorite pieces of media later. Yeah. Which I'm going to finally force Common Rider double in Brian's eyes. What you mean? <laughs> have we talked about the fact that I started. Uh, because that's when we started, or when I started. The last podcast is when I started Double Zero. Uh, yeah, Zero One. Um, zero One, yeah, I mean. That was a while ago. Uh, I, yeah, you're current on it. Yeah. So right now we're just waiting on that one. It's about to start reshooting again. With less stunt coordinators, which makes me nervous. <laughs> I mean, as you said, hopefully Groundworks can not be too dangerous as long as you have two professional stunt people in the costumes yeah i mean i'm sure everyone knows what they're doing it's just like mm. yeah <laughs> less oversight seems bad <laughs> um but yeah i'll be glad to see that back because it was one of the few things keeping me sane although watching double has been quite enjoyable i think it's my favorite of the series this is, is out there yeah. It's got everything you could want. It's got a dude and another dude who merge up into two dudes, but not like that. <laughs> and uh, But do they do the fusion dance wearing the earrings? Even better. <laughs> and you'll see. They have a cop who uh, has a gun blade like Final Fantasy before he's even a writer. <laughs> And later he turns into one who can transform into a motorcycle. Did you ever watch Gunblade? Um, no. I actually did get... My main point of reference for Gunblades is Final Fantasy VIII. It is a series, and the guy does have the... Uh, what's his actually name from Eight? I'm used to calling him Leon. Oh, Squall? Squall. Yeah. Sorry, I know him from Kingdom Hearts where he's Leon, not Squall. And in the original game, it's played by David. Bozenak. Oh, no. Bozenak? Is that how you say it? Ooh. The main character of Bones or Angel. I... Boniac, Bozenak, something. Boreanis? Boreanis, yeah, I think it's Boreanis. <laughs> I know it's something that's difficult to pronounce like that. <clears throat> Actually, I did watch all of Bones, but that was a long time ago. <laughs> did they finally put all the bones back together? <laughs> Kind of. Sweet dinosaur. No. Damn. What a waste. <laughs> no, they did actually... They did have random episodes where, like, we're going to go through our giant mystery bone room and put skeletons together and figure out who they are. 
Yeah, it seems like that would be a good thing to do. To give it its credit, it's uh, one of the interesting ones because it does talk about 9-11, but it concentrates on the Pentagon attack. Okay. Which I think a lot of people overlook happened. Yeah, it wasn't as big of a deal. It hit a wall and nothing else really happened. It happened, yeah. So I'm like, it's, it was definitely curious to see people be like, oh, right, the Pentagon attack actually happened in 9-11 too, not just... Yeah. 9-11, which happened because of that one episode of The Lone Gunman. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> or because of, uh... Uh, what's his name? I don't know, but my first thought was uh, Sideshow Bob, so I'm just gonna roll with that. <laughs> happened because of Sideshow Bob. No, the stand-up comic, the eight words you can't say on... Oh, uh, George Carlin? Yeah, George Carlin. Yeah. I love George Carlin. Did you ever see the unreleased? Mm-hmm. The day before 9-11 talking about 9-11. Yeah, it's weird, like, how prophetic that was. Yeah. Paranoia Agent is back on TV. Did you ever see that one? No. That's a good anime. It's a, a Satoshi Kon one, and uh, RIP him. But yeah, it's largely just about mental breaks and psychosis and society. And it came out around 03, 04, maybe a little bit earlier. Um, it's like darkly humorous, but also has some episodes that are deeply unsettling. Yeah. Um, there's a particularly like weirdly hilarious one about basically a suicide club who all met online and all get together to actually go through with it. But when they all meet up, one of their members was like, a girl like who's not even a teenager so they just do everything they can to make sure she doesn't <laughs> and uh it leads to a scene which i don't even know if they even show on the tv cut where <laughs> they're all hanging from nooses and she's like because it's not working for some reason yeah <laughs> um it's about a guy who people think is after them called shonen bat aka little slugger in the u.s who's just some weird kid on roller skates and has a bat and hits you with it <laughs> i think it's also about like work stress kind of like uh ava led us to fully coolie <laughs> yeah did you ever watch the show perception Mm-mm. never even heard of a show called perception it's a live action crime drama is it like um Criminal Minds are better. <laughs> it's about a... Yeah. It's on the Criminal Minds level where it's about a psychologist, but the psychologist is schizophrenic. Okay. So he sees random people that will help him out with the cases. That's that's a good angle. Yeah. With Will from Will and Grace. I assume he's playing the same character. <laughs> <laughs> More or less. Well, I think the one that was hilarious to me is the guy that uh, created Will and Grace wrote a show about making Will and Grace, and it didn't make it because if people kept calling it a ripoff of Will and Grace. Jesus. <laughs> and it's like, it's just one of those things that's like, oh, that's just such bad luck. Oh. Uh, well, reminds me of a lot of people talking about how, like, The Giver. Oh, it's generic teen dystopia. Yeah, well, it is defense that kind of helped create teen dystopia. Yeah. Or, uh, what was the not great Disney one with Oprah Winfrey? Uh, I immediately went to the color purple, and I don't think that's it. (laughs) No. (laughs) It's one of the most famous teen books. Something, something, the attic? A Wrinkle in Time. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I forgot that ever came out. They don't even do the good part with Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> Where they supposed... Well, I suppose. Once again, I don't know. Well, I guess I spoiled everything. Yeah, but in the book, they come out as centaurs. And they just disguise themselves with magic until they get to an island that has no magic. <laughs> but sadly, we never got centaur. We never got centaur Oprah Winfrey. But yeah, it's one of the things with the Wrinkle of Time is it helped create a lot of the teen dystopia, but there's also a lot of things that have more or less taken the concepts and used them better and run with it. 
there's nothing more in the world that I want at this very moment than to see Centaur Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it'll happen one day. I can only dream. <laughs> so, like, um, vaguely but not really at all in our orbit, uh, Matt Cardona, formerly Zack Ryder, he's like, hey, here's my phone number. <laughs> it's, like, through an app called Community, and I, like, texted him on it a couple of times. Um, it seems like he doesn't actually reply. It just sends you promos of stuff. So I'm like, eh, this is cool. If we had enough followers, we could do that. <laughs> but, I must uh, say, I mean, you can send him maybe a pic of your collection and see if he says something. <laughs> Look at all these wrestling figures I don't have. <laughs> <laughs> what about say, is that what he sticks to? I imagine, is that part. just what he's doing right now? I know he also does Ghostbusters and, uh... I think Ninja Turtles. Is that what he's doing? Because, yeah. like I said, I think... Who was it? One of the guys released, or two of them right now, are currently... Yeah, I'd like to see them show up somewhere. But I know that they're probably pretty well off right now at the moment with what they're doing otherwise. Yeah. Like I said, they're well off most likely enough to where if things get better in the WWE, they'll probably get back. Yeah. We watched... Um, Double or Nothing, that was a good-ass show. I was about to say, in all honesty, we could do the podcast of Double or Nothing. Uh, again, I had the controversial opinion of their last show. Uh, which one was that? I forget which one it was, but it was just okay. Like, there were three amazing matches on it, and then three just okay matches on it. Yeah, sometimes you get that with a pay-per-view. Yeah, like... I won't say the Elite versus itself was still one of the greatest tag team matches. Yeah. So Kenny Omega and uh, Cowboy shit. Oh, Adam Page. <laughs> Kenny Omega and Adam Page versus the Young Bucks. Yeah, that was still one of the best, and I'm not going to take away, and that sort of thing is no matter what, that was worth the 60 bucks. But at the exact same time, I was very much of the opinion that Cody versus MJF was just Meh to me, which I think yeah. was a di- it yeah. just it over. This one was a much more enjoyable show. All it around. was. It was more enjoyable than WrestleMania. I'll say it, but it's not hard at this point. To yeah, no. That. It's not like WrestleMania was a shining achievement. There were good matches on Mania, but yeah, but it's just uh, without the crowd. Like I said, so that's the thing. It's like soulless and dead. <laughs> watching, uh, or. Because that's the thing. It's like, I'm trying to imagine what would happen if we would have had the crowd of watching uh, Drew McIntyre kick out of three F5s. Would have been nice. But alas. Alas, yeah. Well, actually, they have finally started copying uh, AEW. It's about time. So they finally started sticking developmental wrestlers in the crowd. Did you see last week's Dynamite? No. (laughs) They had a battle royale. And... um... Seems like Billy Gunn largely just participates in those, but he's been at ringside for weeks, and so his not DX music hits, and he's like, "Oh!" and just jumps over <laughs> the barricade and goes, and he was already in full gear. Yeah, and I was like, "That's actually pretty funny." <laughs> that did make me laugh quite a bit, but yeah, um, it's it's been good. I'm no, glad Billy Gunn exists. Yeah. We got one of the probably You gotta give credit to Matt Hardy Because I guess he's one of the people that started it And helped create it with DNA Or Impact at that point in time With the deletion Yeah. But pre-tape matches being More and more popular We probably have gotten If you do it right, it's fine There is a way to not do it right (laughs) Yeah But yeah um, The Stadium Stampede was so much fun to watch. It was. That's like, the funniest. We had a, one of my other friends here that's not that big of a wrestling fan, but he watches Mania, and he'll watch AEW every so often. Cause, we'll note that we're all regularly tested, and it yes. was a group of three people. So <laughs> We were fine, yes. Yeah. I scan my forehead. I make sure. Yeah, I don't go anywhere. So. <laughs> yeah. Ow. Uh. <laughs> But no, yeah, the stadium stampede, which I said to one of my friends, and he's just like, I can't tell if they're actually trying to hurt each other. And I'm like, well, that's what it's good yeah. in wrestling. 
But no, like, so many as points. I try to explain to people, though, it's fake, but there are just there are certain things, no matter what, you can't go on a metal barricade, be slammed down, and no matter what, come out with it not hurting, quote-unquote. Everything they do has impact. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, for the most part, when you see a chop to the chest, that sound is from them actually getting chopped in the <laughs> chest. Yeah. And with them, the harder the better, because you want that to show up. But you also can't forget the woo. Of course not. If you don't chop, and the audience woos, did you even chop at all? Yeah. <laughs> now if they get Sean Waltman, never mind. <laughs> if you don't hit a Bronco Buster and blow your ass out, did you even hit a Bronco, Bronco Buster, Buster at all? <laughs> What about saying Gun's not the one, two, three kid? No, he was Mr. Ass. Yes, Mr. Ass, the ass man. <laughs> what a gimmick. <laughs> That's one of the things I guess we never really talked about on our fact or fiction wrestling that we, we probably should have done. We should just, it's hack, but we should just do a gimmicks episode sometime. <laughs> and just be like, do you think this one was real or was this one fake? And, the know. issue is, is half the time we probably can't create a fake one. We should pay Jonathan Frakes to narrate it. Uh, <laughs> did you... Do you believe a wrestler could be all about his ass? Fact or fiction? <laughs> and did you see, like, the one amazing, amazing shot in NXT that they took? No. Uh, they're talking to William Regal, and one of them just goes, Is this a joke? <laughs> and, uh, uh, I feel... Exactly what sets it off. William talks about a joke, and he, the guy just goes, you know what a real joke was back when you were a real man, William Regal? <laughs> yeah, I never understood what the point of that was other than to just embarrass him. What about I say? That was a punishment, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, here's this really tough English guy. You know what makes me think about tough English guys? Construction workers? And Was it construction or was it lumberjack? Both. Okay. Uh, they did a vignette. I was about to say, other than the vignette, did they no. ever actually, did he ever come out as it? Or Yes. Okay. He did it at Survivor Series 98. Because I about to say, I mean, yeah. I obviously. the first and last time, too. Because <laughs> I about to say, I've never actually heard anything other than the vignette of William Regal being a real man. But like I said, I thought that was him being punished for skipping shows or something. I believe he had... Uh, substance problems and he was not in the same shape that they hired him in by the time he hit the roster ah. which was the reason uh, he had a crippling addiction to GHB I think I about to say pick something and yeah. a wrestler's most likely had um, a crippling addiction to it but you used to be able to get GHB over the counter and wrestlers would take it to sleep but also just to kind of chill out but apparently if you did just too much of it you would just horrifyingly vomit everywhere and he talked about <laughs> bad experiences on that but yeah um apparently his vignettes uh to be a real man you have to chop wood you have to squeeze an orange to make orange juice and you have to uh, make quick creep <laughs> that's it that's all you yeah. gotta do <laughs> <laughs> no that's what i talk about with uh whenever my friend bring up or ask me about the fact that wwe kept writing a show where a man died and i'm like should they have probably stopped yes but at yeah. the exact same time you have wrestlers that in all honesty are in the back room wrestlers at that point in time weren't uh stable individuals or stable adults so at that point in time in history they could have been high drunk on yeah. steroids or in all honesty, all four. That was a tough episode of Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah, the Stu Hart. The Owen one, yeah. Owen, yeah. Uh, I really liked the uh, uh, the cowboy guy one. <laughs> you know, he, I know he died doing what he loved. Cocaine and hookers. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever watch the New Jack episode? Yes. How was that one? It was good. It wasn't really anything I didn't already know about New Jack, but it was still entertaining because he was there to comment on everything. Well, because that's what I was about to say is yeah. the New Jack and the Brawl for All is the people are still around to talk about yeah. that. Yeah, both of those were good. I haven't watched 
uh, I think I've started the Road Warriors one, but haven't finished it. Um, and I mean, started like the first couple of minutes, and then I think I did something else. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing I eventually get asked about is Bruiser Brody. Oh yeah, getting murdered in Puerto Rico, right? Was it Bruiser Brody? Yeah. By uh, Invader, what's his name? Because they took it way more serious. Mm-hmm. My friend's trying to figure out. I'm like, just around the world is taken more serious than it is here in America. And no, no show. It definitely is. Um, there's the one that caught me off guard is my friend asking me about the Montreal Screwjob, and I'm like, that got in the mainstream culture. In all honesty, at this point in time, yeah, it's it's been around, like. Yeah, the fact that in the year 2019, I can still have someone going like, "This still ha- this happened at a point in time," and send me Dark Side of the Ring Montreal yeah. Screwjob, and I'm like, "You don't know about the Montreal Screwjob, I guess." It gave us the term Screwjob. Job. Yeah, <laughs> it uh, created Vince, Mister McMahon. Brett screwed Brett. Brett. And in all honesty, may or may not have eventually ruined, well, saved and ruined WWE at the exact same time, but. Kayfabe was dead before. No, it was, but I'm just saying, Mr. McMahon probably slightly killed the character of Vince McMahon because that's when he stopped being at ringside and stopped announcing and stopped seeing his product live. But at the exact same time, we would have never gotten the Attitude Era without Vince McMahon. Yeah. Or without Mr. McMahon, and we never would have gotten uh, Stone Cold without Vince just repeatedly kick your boss's ass. It's not that big of a crime. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that was my favorite thing about when they're talking about wrestlers and insurance and how they don't have any. Yeah. Is uh, John Oliver, when he did this special, put it out. It's like, no matter what, there is scenes of Vince getting his ass kicked in every possible way that you can imagine. <laughs> so no matter what, you can always see Vince get his ass kicked. This is true. I love that... Uh completely unrelated but there was a time when i forget who but like it's like the rock just got a new corvette or maybe it was mr mcmahon i just got a new corvette and yeah they filled it up with concrete but it was like blatantly a late model corvette <laughs> there's no way it was new relative to the time <laughs> i was like yeah i thought you would have gotten a new new one funny. <laughs> I guess they're just lucky they didn't just, like, cut off the top of Miata and just be like, it's a Corvette. Like the uh, Wrecking Mobile. Yeah. <laughs> the famous uh, car you can destroy with a Braun Strowman figure, which is, uh, what car is it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's several of them. Yeah, but did he flip it? I don't know, but you can. <laughs> sure he probably did did you ever watch that episode of him like flipping was it an 18 wheeler i know there was one where he flipped an ambulance yeah there's him like flipping the ambulance there's him flipping like two or three you could obviously hear the jack going when he's flipping it but yeah then there's like mark henry who could do that and i'm like i i kind of believe that (laughs) it's always interesting to see people talk back and forth about mark henry's legacy of whether or not he actually was the world's strongest man, because he never competed in the world's strongest man competition, but he held legit yeah. buku amount of records and powerlifting. I mean, he may as well have been. <laughs> I couldn't beat him. I'm about to say, now you have the mountain, but... Yeah. Did you ever watch him do the Viking walk? No. <laughs> so Game of Thrones... Is this like a sport? I'm out. <laughs> In Game of Thrones, they had a man. And actually, in all honesty, in real life, he's bigger and taller than the man in the book, to point this out. (laughs) Called The Mountain. And, uh, yeah. I think I've seen him in something. I think I've sent you his vodka, I think it is, commercial, where he's crushing. (laughs) I don't know if I like this vodka. And then it shows him crushing the head. I like it! I like it! (laughs) But, uh... He legit did, like... I think it's like a 900-pound log, and it's like a Viking legend that a guy held it and walked like eight steps, Okay, and he got like 11 steps out of it just because. That's a lot of steps. Yeah. You'd have to look it up, but it's like, oh, yeah, no. 
I think he is officially ranked right now as the world's strongest man because I think he beat a few records. That seems like a fun time. I can't help but think that there's a very famous video line of the guy powerlifting for Mark Henry and then throwing up on Mark Henry and then nearly passing out. <laughs> I felt so bad for him because, like, it's Mark Henry. It's one of his powerlifting heroes. And, yeah, it's just him, and then, like, passing out. Turns out he also had a penis. <laughs> you never know. You ever see that clip? No. Yeah, it, it was a different time <laughs> in WWF history where he got set up with Sammy. And uh, they had a date, and they hooked up. And he goes, oh, you got a penis, boy? Because <laughs> apparently it was a crossdresser. Yeah. Would not fly today. <laughs> no, I was about to say, was that during the... Well, yeah, that was, that was like 98, I'm sure. The sexual chocolate or whatever? Yes. <laughs> the gimmick that they made to try and make him quit the WWE, but he's just like, screw y'all, I'm going to bear through it to get my money. Yeah. I mean, get paid, fuck it. <laughs> I'm about it. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not mad about it either. <laughs> um, but no, it was... I've always thought it would be funny if like he just remained mad at that, but not the fact that he felt tricked. It's just the fact that other people also have penises. Yeah. Bob Holly, you got a penis too, boy. <laughs> I was listening to him talk about, because uh, I was watching a classic pay-per-view review on Brian Zane and him talk about uh, Val Venus and, like, different gimmicks. I'm like, I didn't realize Val Venus ever had a different gimmick beyond yeah. just, I have a big penis. He was a porn star. Then he wasn't a porn star. Then he was briefly in charge of management. Then he was a porn star. <laughs> now he sells weed. Is that what he does? <laughs> yeah, he's a cannabis guy. He's also apparently a libertarian dipshit. But, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. I can see it. Yeah, he's got some takes that are not great. But, uh, I like the Valvinus character. He goes cool. <laughs> Actually, going back to the earlier subject, the fact that I do also use CBD oil. And I went to get it, and yeah, I came across a store that I had what I'd never seen, which is they actually had straight just CBD, and then they had CBD joints also. Yeah, yeah they have those with the one I go to. And those were very interesting to see, and then yeah. they had like CBD cigarettes yeah, and cigars. The guy's like, now you can do it, and it is a good way to get it into your system, but it does smell just like marijuana when you're smoking it, so you probably won't feel comfortable doing it most places. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, thanks for telling me. <laughs> Did you ever see the bust? Mm -mm. The cops, uh, it was somewhere, I think, in New York, like, oh, we got, like, 1,200 pounds of marijuana, and the guy's like, it's CBD, it's all legal. It's like, no, it's marijuana, and then, like, they have, like, pictures of themselves in front of it and all this, and then, yeah, it's like, nope. It was all CBD, and it was all legal. Yeah. Those people with anxiety need that. Give it back. Uh, I think they did it eventually. Just, uh, so, do you uh, think there was anything that was not great about a uh, double or nothing? I felt some matches dragged. Like, I was looking forward to Best Friends and uh, Private Party, but that one kind of went a little long Yeah, compared to where it probably should have. Uh, the latter match was very good. Um... The women's match was okay, but I realized that that was not their fault. That was largely because they only had so many days to prepare for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's tough because they only have so many days, and then Nyla is an incredible, and she's going to be incredible into the future, but she's also green right now. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, like, it was a pretty solid show. There's only, like, a few times where I was just ready to get on to the next thing, and it was only because I was looking forward to the next thing more than what was happening at that time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, overall, I don't have anything really bad to say about it. Do you think Cody should have won the TNT? I um, know this is a hot take on... I don't think he'll hold it that long, to be honest with you. I, you know, I could be surprised, and maybe he does, but... Um, 
as far as it just being a secondary title that he's holding rather than the main, I don't really see any major problem with that either. <laughs> well, I mean, as he said, it's going to be defended every single week. Yeah. So with that being the case, if that is a title that does change hands with a regular frequency, I don't necessarily see that as a bad thing. And furthermore, I wouldn't see a problem with him having been the first to it. No. I didn't really see, like, I get where people are coming from, which is no matter what, whenever Cody wins a title or wins something, it's going to be, but he's the man with the pencil, and I'm like, it is true that he does have a tendency to book himself into the best angle half the time. Not (laughs) always. Not always, but. There's been some not great ones since the beginning, but uh, the show is usually padded out by so much more that's enjoyable that it's easy to ignore the. Bad ones, yeah. As I said. They're smart enough to know when something is not working and stop. (laughs) As I said, I think they overbooked Cody versus MJF for the original pay-per-view where that match did not meet a cage match, whippings, uh, embarrassment. Like, I get if they would have just stuck a Cody... Too many kinks. Yeah, too many... (laughs) Too many kinks at the same time. It's... It's a match that felt like the beginning of a feud, and I got if they would have stuck Cody can't touch MJF as a stipulation, and that was the o- stayed through the whole match. Yeah. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> well, as I said, this would have been giant Baba versus uh, just kicking the whole entire time. <laughs> giant Baba versus Ollie just kicking at the legs the whole entire time. Oh, man. I think that was Anoki, wasn't it? Was that Anoki? It may have been Anoki, but yeah. It was one of them. Um, They're both of about the same stature in Japan. Yeah, about to say they're both considered more or less the great godfathers of wrestling in Japan. But, uh... I'm starting to sweat, and I don't know why. I don't know. Just thinking about it made me think. What's up with, uh... Joey? Joey Janela? Or Mercury? Uh, Not Joey Mercury. Uh... Like, I haven't seen Joey Mercury in a minute. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, didn't he get injured? I think so. For those, what made me think of it is Joey Mercury's big thing is that he has the world's strongest penis. Oh, uh, Joey Ryan. Joey Ryan, yeah. I think he is injured at the moment. Yeah. So I said he signed with AEW at the very beginning, didn't he? I mean, did, I, or if he's just a regular... Because, I mean, I know he worked the original Double or yeah, Nothing and there. the original... Yeah. I think he may be out. I know he also runs bar wrestling, so... Okay. He may be one that's a frequent guest, but not necessarily full-time. Because I'm sure he's got a positive relationship with most everybody involved. Yeah. He's one of the ones who said, um, if anybody has been banned from bookings for speaking their mind on... Uh, racial injustice right now contact him and he'll get them paid and get them on one of his shows so yeah he's he's a good guy he is um that's about all i got honestly i think we've hit an hour (laughs) (laughs) we have uh well we still have a patreon if you're into that um if you're not quite frankly we understand um we have not made new merch in months because quite frankly we didn't really expect the world to shut down yeah um but we still have our as far as i know we still have our stickers available (laughs) pretty sure i still have some too that i can just direct mail so if you want them let us know um we just opened up our discord and hasn't really been too active but also this was like literally an 11th hour hey we're lighting up this discord so uh, we have two people in, but I'm sure they're probably busy. So, <laughs> all right, yeah, yeah. Um, hope you're staying safe. Uh, if you go to any of the protests tonight, be careful of who's around you and be a good ally. Um, other, and I mean, be careful of who's around you because undercover cops do do these things. But uh, yeah, for the most part, just stay safe, love yourself, and we hope to see you again soon. Yep, definitely. Later. I'm going to go force the show into Ryan's eyes. <laughs>